when a woman is disconnected from her essence of who she is because she's never felt safe enough to do so because she never had a strong, stable, masculine figure in her life, i.e. her father, which happens all the time. She's stuck out on her own researching, trying to figure out what she thinks that she should want instead of being able to be connected to her body and being able to tell her exactly what she really desires and wants. Welcome to Amplify. We are here to help you own your truth, use your voice, and stand out as the most unapologetically aligned, abundant, and authentic version of you so that you can make a big impact in the world doing what sets your soul on fire. Because you and I, we are meant to stand the F out. I'm your host, Lauren Salon, and I'm a public relations and marketing expert, entrepreneur, speaker, former on-air entertainment host, and past professional fitness competitor and health coach. And several times per week, I'll be bringing you epic guest conversations and solo episodes along with the tools, tricks, and tips that you need in order to step into your power, own your purpose, and stand out in the world as the most vibrant version of you. Because I believe that the more you you are in the world, the more successful and fulfilled you will be. So what do you say? Are you ready? Let's get amplified because blending in is bullshit. Today, I sit down with my friend, Kian Loggi. Kian is a former NFL athlete turned emotional intelligence and success coach for men. After almost becoming paralyzed during a football injury in the NFL, Kian was able to start his new journey by looking at life from a completely new perspective. He decided to dive head first into mastering the relationship that he has with his feminine side, a side that uses ease and flow to attract what he wants instead of forcing and making things happen. Since making that decision to mend the relationship with his feminine side, Keen's built an incredibly successful multiple six-figure one-on-one coaching business, showing other people how to do the same thing. He's traveled the world, built a life of freedom for himself, and lives life on his own terms. Ease and flow with a dash of hard work is now the main game that Kian plays. Having worked with Silicon Valley entrepreneurs, professional athletes, and world-class fitness models, Kian Loggi's work in helping top performers find fulfillment and effortless success in their lives is impressive, especially considering it all started with a football injury. In this episode with Kian, we go into so many things as it relates to masculine and feminine energetics. We talk about dating, relationships, sex, like all kinds of stuff. This is such a powerful interview, and I'm so excited for you to hear it. Enjoy. All right. What's up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of Amplify. I'm here today with Kian Lagi, and we're going to start off with some rapid fire to get things rolling and then dive into all the interesting. This is going to be a really, really fun conversation. Okay. First up, what is something you're grateful for right now? I'm grateful for how far I've come and where I've been. And I think what makes so much of success feel so good is knowing where you started and where you are now. And I just feel so grateful to be where I am right now, living in the place that I am, the people that I'm with, and making the money that I am. It feels so good. Good. I love it. What is a guilty pleasure of yours? Oh, geez. <laughs> First thing that came to mind. Yeah, it's great. Uh, a guilty <laughs> pleasure. God, sometimes I like to 
get high and eat a bunch of food. Like, that's fun. I mean, right? Like, <laughs> I'm into that. <laughs> Random fact that most people wouldn't know about you. Well, I think the people cl- really close to me might know this, but other people might not. But I'm actually, like, super sensitive. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a very uh, sensitive person. I always have been. Give some context into that. Like, after every single year of elementary school, of graduating, I would go home and cry to my mom because how much I miss my friends and my teachers and stuff. So, like, I get close to people very easily, and I feel really deeply, and I'm a, a really uh, sensitive person regardless of how masculine my exterior is or the things that I've done with my life. I mean, I can see that in, like, kind of work that you do. Like, I think that is necessary, right, to, like, to be successful at it, at least. So, yeah. Absolutely. Um, if you weren't doing what you do now, what would you be doing? Even if it's, like, super random. Like, God. This is the thing is because I'm, I think I've told you this, I'm in the season where I was going to take six months off completely mm-hmm. from coaching. And I thought about some other opportunities. I have the ability to take time off and away, but there's nothing I would rather be doing. Like I'm in a position with my life where I could be doing anything that I want. Right. Could start anything I want. Okay. Could end anything I want. No. I'm like, there's nothing else. You okay, know, then really if, you, if you couldn't hmm. anymore or like, what's like a Ooh. random job or career or something that's like, you know what? That always look kind of cool. Maybe in another uh, life. I think it'd be cool. Like, it's my preface a little bit too. Like a badass, like healthier cigar company. Like would be cool. So to, to have. Like, what is a healthy cigar company? Yeah, like a well, healthier, <laughs> like relatively yeah. healthier. But I think like opening up with a cool cigar company would be cool. Okay. And what did you want to be when you were little? An uh, NFL athlete. Okay. Yeah, since I can remember. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I remember my third grade teacher called my mom after I made it. And she goes, I still remember when Kian drew a picture of him playing the NFL. And I, I kind of laughed when I saw it. But I said, he did it. So my third grade teacher's evidence for that. You know, so that's huge. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. Any weird talents or special skills? Yeah, I'm really good with different movements in my face. So I can like, oh, I was just gonna say, <laughs> uh, I can do like, okay, a <laughs> weird like shape with my tongue. So tongue. The eyebrow thing yeah. is really move my ears, the nostrils. Yeah, okay. everything's in my face. Face, well, Botox, all right. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time you cried? I cried, cried. Oh, like, pro- well, probably more like little cry. Yeah, little probably. A week ago, I did some solo MDMA and at the beach, and definitely some stuff came up for me that brought it out of me. Okay. I did MDMA for the first time like two weeks ago. Really? Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Powerful stuff. And there's I a reason why it. they use it in so many different yeah. clinical and therapeutic settings. Yeah, absolutely. Powerful. Last time you laughed so hard, you almost peed your pants. God, whenever I talk to my best friend, which is probably two days ago, <laughs> okay. like we just like rile each other up so much, we just die laughing. Yeah. Yes, good. Favorite meal? God, this is like an old childhood meal, but with a little twist. Breaded chicken nuggets. But if you can make them healthy, so you get like almond flour and like a good quality chicken, you can make homemade like an air fryer. Okay. With some really good ketchup. That's like, I love. Okay. Oh, a nice little like kid comfort food. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love it. Love it on the ketchup. Favorite place to travel to, or your next place you want to travel to, or both. So my favorite place that I've been is definitely Brazil, which is why I've 
chose to live there for almost a year at separate times. Brazil, Rio, incredible. But I want to go to Asia. I might be headed there at the end of this year. So Japan, Korea, maybe visit my sister in the Philippines. She's got a little, uh, little restaurant she wants me to go to. So might take a good stop there too. But Asia definitely is the next place I want to go. Nice. Amazing. I'm just going to make sure. Go over here again. All right. That was all of our rapid fire. So warmed up. Yeah. Bring the fire. I know. know. It's just nice to like, kind of like fun questions, like listen out, you know, all Mm -hmm. that. So I would love it if you could just like quickly, obviously, because everyone's familiar with you a little bit, but tell us how you got into doing what you do. So I got all the way to the NFL and ended up having a neck injury to where I can never play again. And when I got done, I initially thought I wanted to get into finance, which is what I went to school for, but I realized once it was actually time to make that decision, that there's no way I was going to do that. So I've always really been empathetic and understanding of people. And I picked up a book called The Biology of Belief by a guy named Bruce Lipton. He talks about you can create your own reality through your thoughts and explain the science behind it. I'd always been kind of doing stuff like that, which is how I got to the NFL, but he put the science to it in almost like an equation that could be brought out and people could apply it to their own life. And I'm like, okay, this is what I want to do for myself, like very consciously. And I want to teach other people how to do that. And that was like five and a half years ago. And ever since then, like, I mean, I'm not the story of office job to doing this now. This is what I've always done since Mm -hmm. getting done with football. So specifically what got you in the direction of working with like entrepreneurial, successful, like driven women and supporting them with like easing into their feminine, like having better balance with feminine and masculine energy. Yeah. So I've been working with high achievers for the last like three years, uh, men and women. And then I was going into my sabbatical, taking two months off completely where I was doing underwear modeling in November and December. And I had two of my clients separately without them speaking to each other, female clients say to me before I went on my sabbatical said, Hey, what do you think about just like going all on one and being the woman's coach? And I was like, ah, I don't know. Like, oh, you're so good with women in this regard and helping us. Like, you see your testimonials. It's, it's incredible. And I'm like, oh, I'll think about it. And I'm like, maybe. And it felt really kind of scary to do, like, being a man in that space. I've taken a lot of criticism for it. But really? Yeah, yeah. I was like, what like, what, like what I, say, that? I say pretty, like, upfront stuff on Facebook, right. like, that I think women need to hear. But my, it's not as calculated in my approach as far as being very, like, palatable. Okay. I just kind of put it as it is. Yeah. And I think some women are like, well, who are you to say this? And yeah. who are you to you make these claims? Me. Yeah. You don't know, like, <laughs> you well, know what it's like. Yeah, exactly. Right. So yeah. that's what I experienced a little bit. And, you know, once I got about a month in into my time off, I'm like, I was talking to a good friend and I'm like, it kind of freaks me out to do that, but I think that's why I should do it. So I'm mm-hmm. like, fuck it. I'm just going to go yeah. on on it. And yeah. The good scary. Yeah. That sort of thing. So exactly. what do most of your clients like, what do they come to you for help with? Like, what are the main things that they're struggling with? Well, most of the women, like the good chunk of women that I brought in, I, there's probably like four that have been in the middle of divorces when they, when they got to me, very messy divorces. Okay. So a lot of it was women that came to me after they've gotten with more of a beta type of man and now experiencing the really negative repercussions <laughs> right, associated with that decision. So they're trying to get through this really tough circumstance they were in because of, they chose to be with this partner and the divorces were actually really rough for them. How crazy is that? Like, Interesting. Yeah. So after they made the decision, they were 
not maybe in their power when they made the decision and didn't see the red flags, chose not to see the red flags, didn't have their own set of boundaries when they got into these relationships that caused them to get so deep in and they faced the consequences of it. So I was there to really help them work through and find their power inside of that chaos. And now all of them have come on the other side, which is incredible. Now they're all doing very, very well. Yeah. Yeah. And my assumption would be that, yeah, supporting them through that and how choosing differently and like kind of realigning what they want for future relationships and stuff. I guess. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, cool. Amazing. Okay. So let's like, just like jump in dating stuff, like so many different top like directions to go into. Let's see. So you know what? We're just going to fucking go for it. What do you think about toxic masculinity and that like being thrown around, especially so much like the last, I feel like lately it's not so much, but like 2020 and 2021 was like all over. Yeah. You know, there is an element of masculinity that can be overbearing and inconsiderate mm-hmm. completely of the feminine and, and of other people. And so I understand where people are coming from because they have gotten hurt by really hurt men. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, they associate that experience or those really tough experiences with men that are very emotionally battered with masculinity in itself. Mm-hmm. And so we took this toxic masculinity and we made it masculinity in itself. And I think there's just been some really tough boundaries that have been crossed and, and it's not specific as far as what it is and what it isn't. It just kind of clumps all masculine traits into this category and it's causing chaos. Yeah, I completely agree with that because it's like there's a difference between somebody being grounded in their healthy masculine power and showing up in a very masculine leadership dominant kind of energy. And then like, yeah, the toxic or wounded manifestation of that, which can be very controlling and like from a place of insecurity and manipulation, like all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I agree. It seems like anything that's like traditionally masculine is like bad in a lot of sense. And I feel like, and you tell me if you would agree with this, that things are kind of shift. Like, I feel like there's like maybe a shift, whether it's just in the like online, like social media space or just like the bubble I'm in, but I feel like things are shifting a little bit. Like, yes, no. Yeah. I think it's starting to happen. It's, it's a rebellion against that idea that all masculinity is toxic. And it's funny because a lot of the women that talk about toxic masculinity, they're still getting with more masculine men. So I think what's happening is it's kind of ironic, but a lot of men aren't buying into this narrative. They're still getting a lot of girls and guys that are buying into this narrative that women are saying to men, they're losing out on, on in the dating market. Mm-hmm. And so what women, a lot of times what women say that they want isn't always in line with the truth. And so there's a lot of women that will talk about toxic masculinity and, and I'm saying that's this horrible thing, but yet they're still going after a guy that's embodying more of these masculine traits. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of funny. Yeah. It's happening. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk online dating a little bit from the, since you work with so many women, like what would you say are like do's and don'ts that you see men do. And then I would also love to hear the perspective of like, what are do's and don'ts that like women are doing too? Like, and specifically with like online 
dating or really just dating in general, I guess, but like yeah. online, because I feel like there's been so much online dating the last two years. Yeah. Well, in general, like what I found, what I hear from a lot of women is, especially women that are, are highly desirable. What I found is that a lot of men see that and the men become who they think the woman wants them to be. And then when they can no longer maintain that, the woman says, okay, well, you're a fraud. You showed up being this, but actually you're this. Because a guy can't mean, there's only so long that the guy can act like he's something before the truth right. becomes real, especially if you're getting very intimate with somebody. Yeah. You can't really fake something when you're getting incredibly intimate with somebody else. So a lot of guys that don't have a sturdy, solid foundation in, in themselves, they'll mold themselves to be who they think the woman wants, which actually, as I, what I just said, isn't what she really wants. Right. That or he gets exposed as not really being the thing that he posed himself as being. And the thing is, is a lot of times this happens and men get really upset at women for, for this. And men can feel used and feel like they overgave mm -hmm. and it's the girl's fault. And the girl ends up leaving him, but it's not the girl's fault because she never wanted you to become who she said that she thought you should become. She never really wanted that. Okay. Does that make sense? It, I can expand on that. Yes. Keep expand on that. So it's like, you should be more emotional. You should be more attentive. You should do th more things for okay. me. You should do more things with me. And because girls want time, right? Like if they really girls care about somebody, seen her. exactly. Right. That they yes. want, they feel it and they, they say it. And for a guy, it's like, baby, like, don't go to the gym. Like, just lay with me for a little while or yeah. maybe don't like, like get, your, get, get your ass, which is healthy. right? <laughs> exactly. But in the moment, it's a Saturday morning right, and right. laying around. Exactly. You know, and guys will submit to that and they'll buy into that narrative and mm. they'll start doing way, way, way more expecting the girl to fall more for them. But that's going against biology in a lot of ways. And so these guys get discarded or they end up not being able to maintain it. And she okay. finds out. So with that being like, okay, women are asking for these things. And then men are doing them, even though they like it may be against their nature, but this actually isn't what women are wanting. Like, how do you either coach or like talk to a woman about like adjusting that or shifting that to have like her desires and expectations and all that like in better alignment? Because I can even see that where if you're like, oh, I want XYZ, da 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 da, and then if the woman moves into like the leadership role in the relationship. Because the man's like, oh, yes, I'll do all these things. I'm sure whatever you say, how that can be like become a turnoff in a sense. And then the man in the relationship isn't really like doing what's most authentic to him. But, like how do women get into better alignment with what they're like asking for, what they think they want, and then what they actually want to feel and experience? That's oh, an incredible question. Thank you. Like, did it make sense? <laughs> no, it's, it's, a, it's a very, very deep question. What I do is I bring women back to their essence of who they are. And when a woman is disconnected from her essence of who she is, because she's never felt safe enough to do so, because she never had a strong, stable, masculine figure in her life, i.e. her father, mm -hmm. which happens all the time. She's stuck out on her own researching, trying to figure out what she thinks that she should want instead of being able to be connected to her body and be able to tell her exactly what she really desires and wants. So 
I reconnect women with their bodies so they can listen to their bodies. So they're open to hearing what is actually what they desire and what isn't. Because if they're up in their head and they're confused and never actually been around in the presence of a man that they feel really genuinely safe with, they're not capable of, of really knowing, which unfortunately that's the case and why it's such a big deal to be a father and how much responsibility it actually is. So helping them understand what behavior is not acceptable from a man and what is helps them start to recalibrate a little bit. And especially like most of the time with women, I think it's where I provide so much value is they finally feel a sense of stability to feel in their bodies. So when they get time in their bodies, it's almost like, whoa, I'm awake again. Like I was in this trance. I was in this mental chaos of having no clue of what I want. But then when they can reconnect to their body through stability in the space that I create, a lot of that awareness is like, oh yeah, like, oh, this is just, oh, I actually did know that. Right. So but if they never felt safe enough to connect it with their bodies, they're so in their head and disconnected from their body and they can't actually no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that you said that. Cause that was so much of my like healing work. And even just in the last like handful of years, embodiment work was getting reconnected to my body, right? Like getting out of the head, back into the body, back into the heart, all of that. And then just like such like clear channel with intuition and all of that. And like, cause one, as women, that's one of our huge superpowers, right? Is our intuition and like humans in general, but I think especially with women and it just makes everything so much fucking easier, right? And you be like, your body is so much smarter than you realize, I think in so many cases. So you said something about, okay, what acceptable and unacceptable things that men do. What are some examples of that? Well, a lot that you like consistently see or hear. One of the biggest ones is recognizing emotional stability from not having emotional stability. Like that's one of the like most foundational pieces, but a lot of guys can do a great job of creating an external appearance. So let's say like a professional football player or like a badass biker of being emotionally stable, but in reality, they're incredibly volatile. Mm. And so being able to understand what is an emotionally stable man and what isn't, through being a little more conscious of how the guy's responding to certain circumstances and how he's responding to certain people, okay. how he responds to you in certain dynamics can be incredibly powerful in starting to understand what is an emotionally stable man and what isn't. Okay. I think that's, I mean, we're all emotional creatures and express that differently. And yeah, emotional stability, like and how your energy feels in connection or in relation to someone else. Like those are, it's like simple and really important skills to develop for sure. How about like dating apps and shit? So any, I don't know, like do's and don'ts, like, or what are your, like your clients experiencing or what are you hearing about that? Like, cause a lot of people I talk to, I mean, I've had in the last two years, like an amazing experience dating first time, like on apps in the last two years and like have a pretty like foolproof system for that make it efficient and everything. But yeah, it was the first time like jumping in there. Um, so it's been like an adventure for sure. But so yeah, what, what have are, you done? What have I done? Yeah. To... Like specific apps or like my like protocol? <laughs> 
the app. So you said you've had success with it. Yeah. So what would you say so like, how you've positioned yourself? Yeah, I, I have, can maybe add in a little bit. Absolutely. I've played with Bumble like for a couple of weeks, like back when I first got into apps. Nah, like did it for a little bit, had a few connections through it, and then just wasn't as impressed, mostly with the app like interface, because I want something that's like efficient and nice to use too. And felt like the quality of the people on there was a little not really like my vibe. I really like Hinge. I think as far as how they created the app and how it works, it works really well. I think just from an app perspective and like user experience. And I think the way that they made it, like with whatever prompts and stuff like that, it makes it very engaging and like good questions and stuff. So Hinge has been a good one. And then I've also really liked Field, which is more for like, is for people who are into like kink and BDSM and stuff like that. The thing about field is it can be a fucking shit show because it's a little janky. So there is a lot of trash to sift through. And like, in my experience, the people that I've actually met on there, like they've been like great connections. So, and as far as like what I do for online dating and like how I make that work for me really effectively is I like to put more information than less in my profile. Like I want somebody like, if I'm not your vibe, like cool, self-select out, right? Like, so I want somebody like, well, not being like, you know, throwing everything on there, but like more information than less. So somebody gets an accurate understanding of who I am and whether like I may be their vibe. And then if I match with somebody, I want like minimal texting. Like, I don't want to have a bunch of days of texting or anything like that. So like, texting within the app to like feel if there's you know some sort of connection or energy there do you engage very often or do you normally wait i usually don't like make the first move on apps not usually like i may like heart somebody's thing but then i'm like you're welcome to have a conversation with me thank you <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah, so I do that, like a little bit of texting back and forth. Cool. It, it seems like we want to continue the conversation. Let's get out of the app quickly, like within 48 hours. If I don't get out of a texting in an app within 48 hours, it's never going to happen. Like mm-hmm. it's dead pretty much is how, what I've noticed. And like I said, minimal texting. I want to get on FaceTime to see if there's chemistry. I'm somebody who like, I can know in like less than five minutes in a FaceTime or like in-person interaction, if it's somebody that I would like to go on a date with. So quick FaceTime just to like, you know, make sure people are who they say they are and like the pictures are current and all that kind of stuff. And like the vibe is there. Cause in the beginning of online dating, I'd have like maybe a couple days of texting before getting to the FaceTime. And then if I'm texting before meeting someone. I'm like, sure, we can have some flirty energy, but I'm not going to like, things aren't going to get crazy, right? Like, yeah, you're still do, a do, you, do you push towards the FaceTime? So if you yes. are noticing a guy's kind of like just texting, texting. Yeah. So you're like, do you say something in reference yes. to it? Yes. If he hasn't, and I actually usually have that. Yes. I have that in like my, I don't think I have anything active right now. Like I paused all the things just because I was like, you know, it's like another thing to do. But I'm pretty sure on any apps that I'm on, I like am very clear. Like I want to FaceTime like pretty quickly, just so we like can feel the vibe and make sure we are who we say we are, sort of thing. I um, think that's cool that you take the initiative though to say, "Hey, like I 
prefer this because yeah. I think there a lot of culture today is women being like oh he needs to come to me or he should just know or he should just figure it out or he should just like I don't understand why he doesn't just ask me on a date right away because like a lot of guys don't know I know like guys don't thing, know like, and be dumb dumb and, and dumb yes and it's like <laughs> sensitive too like i yeah. just don't want to be rejected right and that's something so that, that that's something that's weird that i notice like a lot of clients that i have don't understand about men because women are in so much abundance where women have so much more sexual selection than men yes. in the, as a majority when yeah. i talk about the top selection men it's different but like as a whole women's living in sexuality is much different than men and so recognize for women with guys and guys don't want to get rejected yeah. right so they're, they're going to walk on the eggshells a little bit especially with today's world with like the me too movement and a lot of this like sexual harassment and, yeah. and how easy it is for a guy to get in trouble for rape yeah. and all that kind of stuff guys are more hesitant than ever so yeah the way so you I, handle it you guide guys into being able to say what you want them to yes say. absolutely it's a balance i think right like i'm like yes pursue me come to me like step into leadership here and like what I hear from a lot of women, even some of my friends, sometimes it's like, he hasn't scheduled a date with me. He hasn't scheduled a call. He hasn't asked for that, all this stuff. I'm like, okay, yes. Things to pay attention to. And like, also cut some slack. Have you said that you made me like those things yet? No. I'm like, okay. You just know. <laughs> yeah. like, you should just know. Maybe suggest that. Maybe he's like, hey, I would really love to like FaceTime with you in the next couple of days. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know? And like, but I have had that, like connections with people where you match in an app and it's like days of texting and stuff. And they're like, oh, hey, how's it going? Or whatever. And then like, hey, I'm not really like, I would have wanted us to like FaceTime or whatever sooner. Oh, well, actually I'm free tomorrow. And like, I'll just like, actually I'm like kind of over it now. I'm like, have we done it in the first couple of days? I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, I kind of lost steam. Right. Sorry. So <laughs> you can set yourself up for success because if you were interested in that guy right away, yeah, you could set that precedent of, of you set it hey, normally I'd like to, to mm -hmm. FaceTime somebody to see if we click or not. Yeah. Right? Instead of waiting, because then you lost your attraction. Yeah. And now he's not in a position to, to get you back. And now both of you lose. Right. Right. So really, it's like being able to remove yourself from the emotion of, of the situation and say, well, I want to win. So how can I position the situation to a point where both of us can win? Yeah. Right. Because I can't win if he doesn't know. Right. Exactly. So. Yes. And so it's like, yes, you want a man to step in. Most women I know that I work with, friends, like all of that, myself included, like, yes, take the lead, be assertive, like all be direct, all of that. And like all the things you said, right? Like it can be scary out there for the men too. So like just having some awareness of that and being conscious of that and like they're a human figuring it out too, mm -hmm. right? Another thing that... I know you and I talked about this a little bit. Yeah. Recently. Before, okay. before we transition, yeah. I want to talk a little bit more about yeah. how women can position themselves to get a guy to do what they want him to do. Mm. Like women have so much more fucking power than, than they think because <laughs> they're too busy getting their, like, you know, might get their feathers ruffled for a guy not doing what they want him to do. But you have so much more control over getting him to do what you want him to do than, than you have any idea. Oh, so. Right. Like, <laughs> It's crazy. So literally like something like that, like guys are, and can be very dumb and they're going to take what they can get. Mm -hmm. Right. So if he can get you over on as a first time meeting and not have to do anything except tell you to come over, 
and you do it, he's going to do it. Yeah. And he's going to be like, okay, great. That works. Fine. That works. But if he asks something like that and you say, you know what, actually, I'd like to meet in person first. I really enjoy a glass of wine. Mm -hmm. Then he's going to be like, oh, okay, well, I guess you do that. Or he won't. And you didn't even want to interact with the guy in the first place. Yeah. Right. So being able to lead in that way in the beginning, I know it can be kind of confusing for a woman, especially because we're talking about stepping into femininity and, and not being in the masculine. But in the beginning, it can be really powerful for a woman to be able to communicate what she wants and how she's best courted mm-hmm. because each woman is different too in that way. Right. So it does come down to you knowing like you sound so specific in what, how you know you want to be courted in a dating app situation. Mm-hmm. And if a woman doesn't know that, then yeah. she might just be have her feathers ruffled and, and be upset at the guy for not giving her what she doesn't even know what she really wants right. as far as how to be courted. So if you're a woman, take the time to understand how you want to be courted, Yeah. right? What it takes for you to start to feel more comfortable with a guy and then if he starts to kind of veer off and he's not very good at setting just like a date and time and setting up a date or, or sitting up and FaceTime and he's in his own little guy world, like be able to communicate some of that. Because a lot of guys want to, mm-hmm. right? He's, he's stressing about what the fuck he's going to say. say. Yeah, he's like, oh, what do I say? What do I say? And then he might just start talking about himself and just get carried away and just lose complete sight. And because yeah. guys are dumb a lot of ways. Right. And more men do need to take an initiative in understanding women and how they like to be courted, but that's a whole other type of conversation. But for you women with guys right now that might be a little behind the eight ball as far as knowing how to court women, help them out. But it starts with you understanding how you yes. want to be courted first. And yeah, with what you said on that, like, yes, for me, like I'm very clear on what I like and what feels good to me in being pursued. And I'm not like, he didn't ask for my number, done, right? Like it's not rigid either. Like, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm going to pay attention to all of these things. And like, it's like a lot of things are kind of just like missing the mark. Yeah. You know, but like, it's not rigid either. Like there are certain things that I'm like, Ooh, hard pass or whatever, but, but yeah, having like flexibility with it and like putting yourself in the man's shoes too, of like, you know, like, yeah, just not cutting him slack per se and like excusing things, but like what if you were on the other side, like expected to like take the initiative every single time? Right. Right. Definitely. And I actually don't want women to feel sorry for men in that way. Like yes. I don't no. say it because I want women to like empathize with men. I say it so they can understand why it might be a little difficult for guys yes. so they can help the guy get what she really wants. Yes. So selfishly for you women, this isn't about like feeling sympathy for men. No. Men don't need that. And they should. Because that's a man's nature, right? Is to be in that like fucking warrior, hunter, like leader energy. Yeah, exactly. So this is for you to get what you want as a woman. This isn't for having more sympathy for men. We don't need it. (laughs) And the guys that can't adjust and don't figure women out, then they deserve to be discarded because they don't really, really, that's it. Goodbye. (laughs) Like that's how the world works. Yeah. Right. So you either evolve and you adapt and then you learn how women work in today's society and you figure out how to make money in today's society or you don't and you can give guys a little bit of leeway if you're really interested in them mm-hmm. so you can get what you want yes but if he is consistently like you have to do more and more and more and it's getting exhausting trying to get him to pick up on hints mm-hmm. then it's like all right dude exactly on. yeah and so knowing like what your boundaries are and and like hard nose and all of that and a thing too to like get men to like show up in the way that you want and to like do the things that you want is like 
I feel statements or like, I would like, like that kind of stuff. So like saying things like, I would really love to like, see you soon, like that kind of stuff and things that connect with your, as a woman feelings, right? Like, oh, when you do this, like that makes me feel like blah, 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 blah. Or when you said this, I felt really whatever it is, right? Like men, I mean, you can expand on this too, as, as the man in the room, men respond well to that. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Communicate with yeah. us, right? Like, yeah. But, but even like the feeling thing, right? Like sharing the feelings and stuff, even with stuff that isn't going well, right. Or that isn't working. Like, Hey, like, when this happened, it made me feel da 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 da, right? Not like, oh, I feel like you, like that's not it. But the like, oh, when this happened, I felt really like unimportant or stuff like that, like connecting with the feelings. And again, as women, like being in that heart space, not in head space, like is really effective with how men receive information and process it. Oh my gosh, yes. You, you can get a guy to melt at your fingertips if you're in your feminine energy. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's even like some women think that if they tell a guy that you're making me feel this way, or I need you to do this and they take a really masculine approach to that it'll be more efficient and effective, but it's not, it's terribly inefficient. And it's sort of counterintuitive, especially if you are a woman who's been in your masculine a lot of your life to talk to a man like a man would talk, but it doesn't work Mm -hmm. because it immediately triggers you actually being a man inside of him. And that fight or flight response kicks yeah, on like towards you. Competitive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if you can show up in that, hey, I feel this way and this makes me feel this. And really just like allowing yourself to embody the words that you're saying, not in a logical, practical way, but in a completely freehand, not calculated way of just expressing your emotional state can be super powerful. Because then his natural response of nurture and taking care of you is going to kick on. So play to the to our nature, man's nature, by like what you said with, hey, I feel this and, and it makes me feel this way with this. And it's really powerful because it's going to make him want to cater to you. Yeah, absolutely. So something on this just popped into my head from like, I was talking about this on TikTok, I think. And the idea of like alpha women and how some men don't believe in that or don't think that's a thing. And now when I talk about it, right? Like, cause I very much see myself as an alpha woman, but I see myself in that way among women, right? Like I'm not like, oh yeah, I'm the fucking alpha with the dudes. Like that's not, that's not where, what I'm saying or what space I necessarily want to be in, but seeing myself as an alpha among other women and yeah. So like what thoughts on like alpha women in general or like the, what that means or. Yeah. In general, there's actually been studies done of the more status and success and money that a woman makes, the lower her attraction becomes mm-hmm. in general. Okay, yeah. Talk about this. yeah. And then it's inverse relationship with men. So the more success and more money men make, the higher their dating potential becomes. Mm-hmm. So whether that's because, well, I think a lot of women would say, well, if he's going to be intimidated by my success, then he doesn't deserve to have me. But actually that's not what it is. It's not that now there are some guys that do say that, that they are intimidated, but you probably don't want to mess with those guys anyway. Um, But it's actually just an essence that you hold. That's 
too closely related to his essence that he doesn't want to be around. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of women that, I mean, you've obviously done a ton of work and, and I can attest this being around you of just like, you may be an alpha with women, but you're so incredibly able to step into, I mean, you're, you're an incredible example of what you teach as far as being able to step into it with uh, the presence of a man you trust, obviously. So you're an incredible example. Um, but a guy doesn't want to be around another man in his intimate space. And a lot of women that haven't done that work that are alpha women don't, can't step out of it in the presence of a man and that mm -hmm. repels a man in his power. Yeah. Strong master in that. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And like for me too, like some, how I say it sometimes is like, and how I felt even in my marriage, right. was like, I'm not going to make myself smaller or less so that I feel like I'm not an alpha or so, so that my partner, whoever I'm seeing dating, whatever it is, like feels like the alpha, right. It's like, no, no, no. Then you're not it, right? Like then I get to find somebody and connect with somebody that is more of a leader and more like more alpha than me so that I surrender and like let go and soften. Yeah. But that can also be a black hole because as a woman gets more and more and more successful, a lot of the times it requires a greater and greater level of alpha. And I know women that are very successful that do hold true to that standard the men that she attracts are so much in their masculine where they're detached from their emotions and they're mm. detached from wanting a family and they're detached from wanting to settle down at all. Mm. And they're all in on their career and what they're doing yeah. and not focused on wanting to have a family. Okay. And so a lot of these women that are in that position, they end up leaving the guy because he doesn't settle right. or compromise right. or it ends up being a really unhealthy dynamic because mm. he's having to, and I've seen this with women too. I've actually been in these circumstances is I have to be so in my masculine that it feels uncomfortable because it's borderline. I don't want to say abuse, but it's borderline. Like, it's like, it's like rigid or controlling. It, it's like, I have to like really put it down for her to feel safe in her feminine, but actually it has nothing to do with the man, but yeah. her absence of security in herself. Yeah. So a lot of these very alpha women, they attract men that will like put them in their place in the way yeah. they want to be put in their place. But it can actually be an unhealthy dynamic. And a lot of times those guys are so into their career, they don't want a family, yeah. but the girls think that they can get him to eventually want a family because that's really what a lot of women want, Yeah, which isn't always the same for men, right? So it can lead to really just like unhealthy dynamic. And I've had yeah. friends too that like sexually in the bedroom, it's like past healthy BDSM stuff. It's like borderline abuse that they like to be abused. A lot of women are extremely alpha feminine place. Yeah. 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 A couple things on There's that. A lot there. Yeah. So much on there that I want to dig into more. One about starting with yourself. We'll get back to that one, but yeah. And I can hear what you're saying. Like a woman, when she's like, so in her alpha and all that, it's like, Oh yeah, I want a man who can, who's like, can out alpha me and like put me in my place and all that kind of stuff. It's like, okay, then you might get a man who's literally only that, like that flavor, but in fucking everything. Yes. Right. And that's likely not what you want, you know? And so even with like, I told you a bit, like had a dynamic with a man who's very much likely narcissistic personality disorder that- That's like, a lot of ways to find. Yeah. That if in you the get to the level of alpha feminine. Yeah. That, that in the beginning, I was like, 
yes, everything, whatever you say, oh my gosh, like this is fucking amazing, like all that. And then very quickly it was like, oh, this could become really abusive and I don't get to like my feelings and like my, what I want and need does not matter if it is not aligned with what he wants. I was like, okay, no. And of course that whole situation, right? Like that comes from a lot of, you know, <laughs> their brains work differently than most other people's. So yeah, so it's like, okay, you say that, then you may get somebody that's like very hard in that direction in everything. Right, absolutely. And then what I found is when in that dynamic, then they'll be like, okay, well now I want someone I feel safe with and not embodying anything of that extreme masculine mm-hmm. essence. And then they'll go to the other end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And I hear this all the time of what well, men or women can be the masculine or feminine dynamic as long as one takes over. But that's, I mean, it can work. Yeah. But it depends on your definition of work. For me, in that context of an intimate relationship, being best friends with my partner is not an exemplification of a relationship working. Yeah. What is, is me being great friends with my partner and there being incredible sexual polarity. So I've seen dynamics where men and women, those roles can be reversed and they are in a relationship and people on the outside looking in say, oh my gosh, it's great. Everything's good. They get along so well, but the polarity is all whacked out mm-hmm. and the girl's not satisfied and the guy's in some way demasculinized. Mm-hmm. If he, I mean, maybe he feels it, maybe he doesn't, maybe he's always been in that position. I don't know. But bottom line is it normally leads to the woman not being satisfied sexually. Yeah. Yes. And I agree with you on that. I don't think like, you know, and it depends on what your definition of like your ideal relationship is and like, what's like to you, but yeah, I'm like, I don't need to be like best friends in the whole entire world with my partner, with somebody I'm dating, right? Like one person, your partner, whoever, like not meant to fulfill all your needs. Right. Like, and for me, like in my marriage, right. Like my ex was like one of the funniest people that I've ever met, right? So much fun together. Great best friend energy. Like we aren't married anymore for a reason, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. And it's real. I mean, it's not a problem one way or another. It's just, it's not understanding polarity and, and masculine feminine dynamics. And that's why it's so important, especially in today's world to understand these dynamics, mm-hmm. because if people did, they wouldn't be saying the, making the fluidity comments of gender roles as they are. You just brought a whole new, whole new direction we can go into. Absolutely. Okay. So how does somebody bring more polarity into their like current relationship? Well, a lot of it's getting back to relatively traditional gender roles, not in regard to a woman having to be the homemaker and, and making sure the house is fine, taking care of the kids and the man being the only provider. Uh, but as far as that dynamic energetically, not saying that the woman has to make less than the man, you can be in a relationship dynamic where that works. I've seen a lot of times where it doesn't as well. Interestingly, that's one of my things. And if it's superficial, whatever, I'm like, I don't want to make more. Yeah, definitely. And most women don't like women will not date down men date most of the time, the same level or below and women most of the time date same level or above. And so mm-hmm. when you make more money, when you have more success, it also lowers your potential dating pool as a woman. And as you move higher and higher and higher, most of that, a lot of dating pool becomes that extreme toxic masculinity mm-hmm. 
where they have to be so in their masculine because you are so in your masculine. And if you want to have that partner, he has to be more than you. Mm -hmm. So then not only is your dating pool diminishing, but the men are in this percentage don't represent you really want a partner, which is someone that wants to have a family. I'm not saying all women want to have a family, but I'm going to say this, I'm just going to make this comment. At the end of the day, when a woman's 60 years old, when she looks back at her life and sees the legacy that she built, one woman sees the businesses and the empire she built, and the other one sees a family that she built. The one that sees the family is going to be a hundred times more fulfilled. Yeah, most likely. I would agree. The majority of the time. Right. So we can say these roles are bad and terrible, but I'm finding that more and more often where these traditional gender roles are maintained, where there is uh, the man being the masculine foundation and the woman being the filling in the cracks of the family and keeping everything together in that way, there tends to be the most polarity and there tends to be the most longevity. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We talked about this the other day, the whole like, yeah, men don't want, or I mean, you'll explain it better or speaking to it better, but the whole like, you know, boss, babe, girl, boss, building my empire thing is like kind of detrimental to partnership and dating and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it is. Certainly. Uh, Now, I also want to say this. It can be very necessary for a woman to step into that element of life for that period of life because it's kind of regaining power. Mm -hmm. And if a girl has never really felt in her power as far as being able to set boundaries and as far as being able to know what she wants and desires and sticking to it, then stepping into that can be really healthy, but it's a vehicle, not the end destination. Yeah. Right. So it can be a great vehicle for a woman to feel more empowered and to create some kind of stability inside of herself in order to creating the life that she wants, but it's not the end destination that she really wants to be. Right. And yeah. And so there's nothing wrong with like, yeah, building your business, like being really focused and committed to what you're creating. And if partnership, relationship, family is something you want and important to you, like making sure you have space and room for that and like time and energy for that stuff, not just being like one track, like, you know, right. Like go, go, go. Absolutely. And you know, I might catch some flack for this, but honestly, from my time of working with so many women, like it seems like best case scenario for most women in today's dating market with the way the world's changing and shifting Having something that you're passionate about or a job that you become very good at, whether it's your job or involved in a different job, and having some element of success, I think is important. Mm -hmm. So all of your attention doesn't need to be, the man doesn't have to give you all that attention. You have something that is on your own. But as far as going above and beyond and making that your life goal to make that thing be the thing that you grow into an empire, I think it's actually detrimental. So being able to get to a point where you're stable financially, and you're in a good place where you can you know, pay the bills well and you can somewhat live the lifestyle that you want to live. Stop making the focus career driven and start to make the focus more about feminine embodiment, yes. learning how to connect to your body more with the foods that you're eating. Learn how your body works in regard to the foods that fit best with it, whether that's like supplements, like going to the gym or doing embodiment activities of dancing and focusing on those kinds of things. That's going to bring in what you really, most women actually really desire, which is a partner that is strong and masculine, that does want a family, right? That is a great provider. That balance that you have is going to bring in, in that man. Yeah, completely agree with that. Absolutely. We talked about this a little bit 
the other day, like women like retiring their husbands from like, and like I have many friends with like wildly successful businesses and stuff like that. And it's fucking incredible. And whose husbands, because of the success of the wife's business, their husbands have been able to quit their jobs and come and support in the woman's business. And I've noticed that several of these women will like, there's a lot of like, Oh, retired my husband from his corporate job. So he could work in my business, like that sort of thing. And I've noticed friends of mine who, where that's like happened, speak about it very differently, right? Like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, he supports with X, Y, Z, but they don't say ever. Like I retired my husband because to me, like, yes, that's amazing for like, to be able to do that. And like, that wouldn't be my goal at all. Right. So yeah, I'd love for you to speak into that a bit. Yeah. I'd never heard of it before you said it, as far as like really? the girls are tying their, their husbands. No, it's, it kind of made me cringe, but that's yeah. probably because like me, I like to pursue, like I like to like make my own thing happen. And, you know, I'm not going to say it's inherently wrong for if a guy's had success building something that he feels good about for himself and then decides to spend some of that time and energy helping his wife with the infrastructure of the business, yeah. making sure things are flowing, running properly. I don't necessarily think there's anything inherently wrong with that. Same. It becomes a good partnership in that business. But I think it's important for a man to have something that he feels good about that he's building simultaneously where you can maintain that polarity and that dynamic because yes. it can very easily, it could be a very slippery slope with a guy submitting into more of a feminine role in the mm-hmm. business, but also a relationship okay. dynamic. So I think it's being cognizant as a man, making sure you still have your thing that you're passionate about that you're pursuing to be able to maintain that masculine integrity inside of yourself. So you can keep that polarity in the relationship right. dynamic for both of you. Right. And like that may be some people's like, perfect dynamic right and again i don't think there's anything similar to you inherently wrong with that i think that's a really beautiful thing to do and i agree like cool so okay so what do you want to do now like what do you want to create if the woman's business makes more than enough for their entire like family household like for the couple great so then like what is the man going to pursue like what are his things that he's chasing after all of that um and i think more for me it's the like the languaging of it, right? Like, oh, retired my husband, that sort of thing. That's what gets the cringe from me too. Cause I'm like, ooh, how does he feel about you talking a little bit more? Same. Yeah. Yeah. I don't necessarily know if I would like that very much. But then again, I come from a family that like as a man, like you pursue what you want and desire and you are a provider. And I know there's like a movement towards men not necessarily being that as much and letting women do that in the relationship dynamic. But all of the the dynamics I see that have in my family that have this are incredible relationships. Mm-hmm. And the majority of other relationships I see where a man's not in his strong masculine in, in that dynamic, where he's able to step in and be a provider in a powerful way, there's not that polarity. Mm-hmm. And I want to keep in mind, yes, people can date together for an extended period of time, but that flame runs out eventually. Yeah. So we, and actually before I switch subjects, like, some of the most like successful and alpha men that I have dated or been in dynamics with, they they'll say like, yeah, like 
my ideal relationship, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I want her to be smart, like be passionate about her own stuff and like be doing something, whether it's like volunteer work or like a charity, sure. Her own business, but like have said like, yeah, I don't need her to be doing like all this big shit and like crazy successful, all this stuff. Like I don't need that. Like, yeah, I don't want her to just be like lazy and like, oh, whatever. And like coasting off of me, but like not coasting off of me, but like that the woman that these men want, like, yeah, don't have to be like, oh, boss, they build an empire sort of thing, but need passions and interests and all of that. But, but yeah, they're not, I don't know, high quality men in my perspective, right? Like the kinds of men I like to date. Yeah. Don't need their person to be like, oh yeah, like super entrepreneur. Couple. No, no. And I mean, that goes back to what I said earlier with having something that you're moving towards that you feel good about as a woman and being able to have that. So your whole life isn't him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and then that desire to build something, have something for yourself that you feel good about, whether that's like a charity or whether that's something with the business is important to have. I think to see that ambition, yeah. a man with a woman, but I also think a guy that's in his masculine power would actually feels really good being able to support a woman with her pursuing something she's passionate about that might not be as lucrative. Mm-hmm. And like, as a woman, like, why would you not want that? Yeah. Like where you could do something that feels really good to you, where you don't have to make the money mm-hmm. to make things work. Yeah, like sure. what better situation would it be now? Shit, retire me. Right. <laughs> but the hardest part is finding a guy, right? That's the guys doing their part of being able to be that. So you feel confident, yeah. safe and comfortable enough to do so. And I think too, from the male perspective, right? Because I think that so many men, right? Like, I mean, men typically are very like purpose-driven, right? And so whatever they're, whether it's a job, their own business, you name it, like a lot of men and a lot of like high-powered alpha men are very focused on whatever their mission is and don't want to. And I think there can be a fear that like, oh, getting into a relationship is going to like pull me from that. And so being with a woman who does have her own passions, interests, and things separate from her partner, like is something very desirable. Yes. For that reason too. 100%. Like don't, they don't want to get pulled from their purpose and what they're creating. Yes. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. All right, everybody, that is where we're going to stop for today. Ken and I talked about so many different things that we are splitting this one into two parts. So be sure to come back next week for part two. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode and if you know of somebody else who is bold, successful, and unapologetically owning their unique magic while they make a big impact in the world, please send them my way. And it would also mean the world to me if you help me get this message out to as many listeners as possible. So if you liked what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you would please take 30 seconds to leave a five-star rating, write a quick review, and share this episode with your friends. Be sure to tag me so that I can say thank you. And until the next episode, keep showing up, keep using your voice, and keep being you because the world needs more of your magic.